It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at, like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Jesse Kelly Show, final hour of the Jesse Kelly Show before the weekend begins. I, I know it's Thursday. I know it's Thursday. Don't, don't call and yell at me. When it's Friday, it's officially the weekend. Because tomorrow's Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. Get your questions in now to jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Ask me anything. I did enjoy. Look, we're going to get back to the phone calls and stuff here in a minute. But I, I do. I genuinely take pleasure and watching these horrible people suffer. Uh, I know that's probably wrong. I shouldn't take pleasure in that, but I do enjoy it. I do. And look, all I have to say is... Buenas tardes. Good meal to you too, Jill. Good meal to you. No, 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 no. This, well, I love it. Congressman Schrader, who received a rare endorsement from the, the president in a Democratic primary, is on track to lose... What does that say about the power of uh, the president's endorsement? I mean, look. In case you couldn't hear the question, I'm sure you've heard most of it. She basically asked her, uh, why isn't Joe Biden campaigning for people? And the people he's endorsing, they don't seem to want his endorsement. What's going on there? As it comes to, you know, I have to be careful about what I can say here. (laughs) Uh, But uh, we, you know, the race in Oregon was focused on just how much each candidate uh, support the president, supported the president. That's what we saw in this particular race. Um, His his counterpart in the in the race, McLeod Skinner, uh, ran on an agenda of President Biden's priorities, including lowering the price of prescription drugs. And yeah, they're lost. They're lost. They're in serious, serious trouble. And it's wonderful. Speaking of serious trouble, 
Well, for them, not for us. Headline from the Daily Wire. Netflix axes Ibram Kendi. Uh, Ibram X, Ibram X Kendi, I feel like the guy changes his name every other day. He's one of these wannabe new civil rights leader types, just a race scammer like all the rest of them these days. But they were giving him a show called Anti-Racist Baby, and they were, they were doing other woke projects. Surprise, surprise. You know, going full to the left, Netflix, snip, 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 canceled those things. We are experiencing something you and I have not experienced in years actually winning some cultural battles that's a good thing smile every now and then smile this psychopath nita chinkowitz she's not going to be the head of the new department of misinformation frankly you know i have prided myself over my career of being a really nuanced uh, reasonable person again as i said i've i've briefed and advised one, okay, let's not act like you're reasonable. You're a woman. As both Republicans and Democrats, I admire some of the steps that the Trump administration even took to combat disinformation, including Senator Rob Portman and his bills against deep fakes and, you know, funding the Global Engagement Center at the State Department. So to say that I'm just a partisan actor was, was wildly out of context. And then beyond that, it wasn't just, you know, these mischaracterizations of, of my work, but it was death threats against my family. Over the last three weeks, I have maybe had one or two days I didn't report a violent threat, something like we're coming for you and your family. You and your family should be sent to Russia to be killed. Encouragement of me to commit suicide. Um, all of those have been forwarded to the Department of Homeland Security's uh, security services. And, you know, that's that's not uh, something that is American. That is not how we should be acting when we have disagreements about policy in this country. I think we need to learn how to be adults in the room. Um, and I don't have time for that childishness. I'm not going to let it silence me. I'm going to go forward and and continue uh, building awareness about this threat. In the Breaking news. Feminists will not be silenced. I got to tell you, I'm shocked. I thought any day now she was going to pipe down. <laughs> Look, communist, don't, don't come to me and complain about decorum after what you animals have pulled the past four or five years. Eh, I don't want anyone receiving death threats, but you're mad because people mischaracterized you? You called us all Nazi white supremacist deplorables for five years. And you're mad because you've been mischaracterized? Suck on it. That's your problem, not mine. All right, let's get to these. We got to get to a bunch of these. What's the worst you ever screwed up at work? Al in New York? I, I didn't even want to click on it, Al, but here we are. Go. Yeah, story I don't like telling. Mm. I've told very few. I hit reply all oh. in an email insulting everyone on the email except for the person I meant it to go to. Uh, what was the fallout, Al? A lot of business. I lost a $50,000 contract on that one email and probably, you know, almost as much as a million over the last 20 years. Oh. I lost that Bad oh. move. Oh. Well, that was a good one. That's a good one. Chin up, my brother. Don't be very... Kids... Be very careful with the reply all. Be very, very careful. Brody in Atlanta, go. Hi, Jesse. So I was working at a dealership selling used motorcycles. Okay. And we had a side-by-side -side that we had just taken in. I had this guy on the phone. He was interested in it. Came down and checked it out. He wanted to drive it. <clears throat> well, we don't allow that because there's a whole lot of liability there. So I say... I'll just run it through the parking lot, let you check it out. And he says, cool. 
Well, his seven-year-old daughter was there. He throws her in the passenger seat next to me. I rip it through the parking lot a couple of times, and I go to cut a donut. And the rear axle snaps, and it rolls over. And we end up on our top with his little daughter strapped next to me, squealing. And I did this mom thing where you throw your arm out across her so she doesn't, like, reach out of the vehicle. And we unbuckle her. She gets down. She is so shaken. Dude leaves. He calls me about an hour and a half later. He's like, how long is it going to take for you to fix the damage? <laughs> no way. <laughs> so two, two weeks of waiting for parts and waiting for body work, and the guy comes back and buys it from me. <laughs> every time so, I walk back in that shop, man. That's amazing. Every time I walk back in that shop, people are telling that story. That is amazing. Gosh, that's awesome. <laughs> What is the worst you've ever screwed up at work? Brian in Denver, go. Buenas tardes, Jesse. Uh, I used to work concrete (laughs) when I was in college. Um, We worked something called a power trowel. And if you've ever worked concrete, a Mm -hmm. trowel is the finishing tool that you use at the end to make the concrete smooth. A power trowel is kind of like a lawnmower with a fan blade turned upside down about three feet in diameter. You take it a step further and then you get a riding power trowel and you sit on this thing and it's got two joysticks, kind of like a tank, but you don't just push them forward to go forward and backwards to go backwards. You have to move them um, independent of one another just to move up and down the concrete. Now we had these uh, hog, we were building buildings for hog farms in Iowa and the slab we had was 300 feet long sloped downhill it was only about eight nine feet wide and this power trial that I was sitting on top of was probably about six feet wide Um, now this is late in the day the concrete's getting hard and I'm sitting there yeah you have to wait for it to get hard in order to do the trial so we were having a couple beers while we're waiting for that to happen. <laughs> I had never driven, I had never driven this thing before, and all my supervisors were like, "Hey, Brian, you want to give that power trial a shot?" No. I said, "Well, sure. That looks like fun." Um, I should also mention there's rebar on either side that go up about three feet oh. to tie in the walls when you're done. So I'm going down this channel on this power trial that I've never ridden before. And 300 feet I've got. And I get this thing going, not knowing what the heck I'm doing. I don't know how fast I'm going, but I'm losing control. I can't keep it straight. I'm starting to spin around. And I knock out about 30 feet of rebar on either side. And, uh, yeah, I stop that power trial and I look up. And, oh, you can imagine, these guys are laughing their butts (laughs) off at me. Um, So, needless to say, we had to stay all night. Fix all the rebar, fix the concrete, but good times, man. Oh, brutal. 877-377-4373. Peter in Jersey. What's the worst you ever screwed up at work? 
Hi, Jesse. Thank you. Um, uh, in the early 80s, I was given a cable TV truck. Uh, I wore cable TV, and I was given the truck to go home with. So I went home that night. I parked the truck one house away from my house. like, And therefore, I went out drinking that night. And by the, when I came home, and I went to sleep, and I woke up in the morning, and I couldn't find the truck. I, I don't know where the hell it was. I don't remember. So I called the company and told them the truck was stolen. And the police came, and my comp my boss came to my house and everything. And the truck was right in front of the next, not my house, the next house. There's <laughs> the truck right there. I didn't even notice it was there. And it was very embarrassing, but I didn't lose the job. But it's ridiculous what I went through. When, that's what happens when you drink a lot. <laughs> I'm sorry, Peter was parked next door. <laughs> Gosh. All right, we'll get to more of those. 877 Seven seven four three seven three. We do have to address some new news on the FBI, which we're going to get to next, and then we'll get back to those. Before we do that, one more email here. Dear Gorilla Hating Oracle, I just spent a few, a few glorious minutes on the phone with a Pure Talk rep. She was extremely helpful and took the time to answer all of my many questions. A Pure Talk phone is on the way. Like maybe, maybe I'm old and jaded. But honestly, it's not just the money savings of switching to Pure Talk that matters to me. It's not just the fact that they share our values. Unlike Verizon and AT&T and T-Mobile, Pure Talk shares your values. Their customer service is so nice to deal with. They're Americans based in America. Buenas tardes. From your cell phone, dial pound 250 and say Jesse Kelly and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. It takes less than 10 minutes, and we always get emails of people complimenting them. Dial pound 250, say Jesse Kelly, takes less than 10 minutes, switch to Pure Talk. You're listening to the Oracle. You're gonna love this one. It's a scream, baby. The Jesse Kelly Show. She said, I don't believe you're trying to find no job. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Remember, tomorrow's an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. Get your questions in now to jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Here's Michael again, slinking into the room. Michael, thank you, Michael. He was just bringing me some important documents, <coughs> Jim Beam. Hey, Jesse, we got our dog during the pandemic when everyone was home. When we all went back to work, I thought my pooch would be lonely. So before we left... Or before we leave, we tell Alexa to play the Jesse Kelly show. My dog loves it and stays quiet all day. It must be your soothing voice. Thanks, Oracle. You saved the day. He says, I can say his name. His name is Peter. Peter, all I have to say is a happy and healthy Buenas tardes. to you and your dog. You have a good morning. That's what Buenas tardes means. Good morning. All right, before I get to these calls. Exclusive. Agent misconduct revealed to be a recurring theme at the FBI and attempts at fixes fall short. FBI agents, this is from the Washington. Uh, let's make sure, find out who the, who gave me this, who printed this article, fellas, so I can give them credit for it because this is good news. I think this is not Washington Examiner, Washington Times, if I remember right. I believe it's Washington Times. I want to make sure. Anyway, exclusive. FBI agents have a long-standing pattern of breaking rules on investigations, and the Bureau's efforts to solve them did not eliminate the problems, according to more than six 
years of internal reviews obtained by the Washington Times. All right, it is the Washington Times. The previously undisclosed data covered 2013 to 2019 documents, more than 1,600 instances of broken rules on cases that involved investigations that do not require a warrant, use of informants, so on and so forth. Okay, so what's going on? The FBI keeps breaking the rules. The FBI knows it keeps breaking the rules. It keeps, quote, trying to stop breaking the rules, yet the rules keep getting broken. Why? Well, here's why. Um, my son, my oldest son, James, let's use him as an example. Now, he happens to be a wonderful, polite boy, but he's turning into a 14-year-old. And as a 14-year-old boy does, the testosterone's starting to flow a little bit, starting to feel like his own man. Every now and then, very briefly, almost a little bit of, little bit of sass coming from him. And the second we even sniff a little bit of sass, and it's a very little bit. Let's keep in mind, he's a very good boy. The second we get a little bit of sass, wham, come down on him immediately hard. It stopped and it goes away. Why? Because... There are ways you can solve a problem, and then there are ways you can act like you're trying to solve a problem. You see, if I walk in the door tonight and someone's broken into my home and he's choking the wife, I can say, sir, sir, would you please stop? Or I can pull out my concealed carry permit and shoot him in the face twice. I know which way I'm going to go. Why? Because... Trying for the proportional response almost always leaves you short of what the response would have been. Do you want to know why FBI agents keep breaking the rules? Oh, they're breaking the rules. We want them to stop. Stop, guys. This We're going to give you a bad memo. Stop breaking the rules. Why do they keep breaking the rules? They keep breaking the rules because you're soft on them when they break the rules. Throw a couple FBI agents in prison. Watch how often the rules get broken after that. That's not extreme. That should be the norm for the federal law enforcement agency with gigantic powers to destroy your life or destroy my life. An FBI agent going to federal prison should be the norm. The norm. Instead, it never happens. Why? Because you're always trying to go for the proportional response. Stop it, guys. Well, it doesn't work like that. One time. Don't even give them three strikes. One strike, and then guess what? Buenos tardes. It's Buenos tardes and off to prison for you. All right. Eric in Colorado, go. Hey, Jesse. I, uh, I, I, one of my first jobs out of the Marine Corps was uh, drive, hauling trees that were being dug out in 48-inch balls. Uh, aspen trees from uh, southern Wyoming down to Vail. And I was doing this regularly, you know, six, eight trees at a time. They would dig out with a tree spade, and, you know, we, we would just haul them down. And then uh, I had an opportunity to spend the night with my girlfriend in Denver, so I went down to Denver. And uh, unfortunately, when I was driving up to Vail the next day, there was a way station, and they said, hey, these trees are way too long sticking out the back. <laughs> And I was like, okay, well, I didn't want to call my work because uh, I didn't want them to know that I was in Denver. Oh. <laughs> and so I ended up just taking a chainsaw and cutting the tops off <gasps> the trees. 
And mind you, these are four-inch caliper aspens that were being planted for a, a condo project in the Vale, Colorado. <laughs> so I got up to Vale. So I got up to Vale. <laughs> I, I got up to Vale, and the foreman on the crew, he comes looking at me going, WTF. <laughs> Luckily, I didn't get fired, but all the trees were ruined because at the time, I didn't even know that, hey, if you cut the top of the tree off, it's going to die. <laughs> oh, that sucks. Casey in Houston, go. Buenos tardes, uh, Jesse. Buenos right, tardes. So this story, it's, it's not even mine. It's a co-worker's, but he wouldn't mind me telling it because I'm pretty sure everybody knows anyway. Um, okay, so we work in a chemical plant. And um, one night, you know, we are getting kind of bored. And he decides he's going to go take the shop, which we're not even supposed to drive. So he hops in the shop truck, and he's... he's like driving around the plant on the roads and in the grass. And he's not, you know, he's chasing deer is what he's doing. Oh. Keep in mind, there are cameras all over this plant. And so um, after driving around the plant, he kind of goes in this undeveloped area that we have and he gets the shop truck stuck. And so, you know, all the guys get in their trucks and they're trying to pull it out and they can't get the truck out. So they go and get the crane. Like the main, they go get the maintenance guy. The maintenance guy gets the crane, and they take it out there. And trying to get this truck out, they flip the crane over on its side oh. and like just basically destroy. Oh, Casey, okay, we're up against the break. That is brutal. I'm doing more of these when I get back. <laughs> Hang on. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? 
Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. I don't know why. I'm just in a great mood tonight. I can't help it. It's maybe, maybe there's something in the air. We've only got a couple segments left, and then it's Buenas tardes. It's off into the sunset for me. All right. We'll be back tomorrow, though, with an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. And speaking of Buenas tardes. bad news out here for the Bidens. Mm. Biden's Hispanic approval rating plummets to 20 Six percent. It was at 55 percent last year. I have said this before, and I'm going to say it again on the show. Uh, I just because of the Marine Corps and then my neighborhood now, I'm friends with a lot of people of various Latino background. They're not all Mexican, although it's fun to call them all Mexican because all the others get really mad when you do that. So that's always a good time. But I mean, I, I'm good buddies with Cubans and obviously a bunch of Mexicans because that's Texas and uh, uh, Puerto Ricans, just all the various Latino groups. And my best buddy, Luis, he's, uh, I mean, blood, fire-breathing right-winger, but his family is not. You know, Mexican family, old-school Mexican family. And... He tells me all the time, virtually every one of his hardcore Democrat relatives, virtually all of them, they've either switched to Republican or now they say, well, no, I'm not a Democrat. I'm an independent. They act like they were never Democrats before. And there's a couple things at play here. One is fine for people to talk about. The other one's going to make people uncomfortable. But I love talking about uncomfortable things, so that'll be just fine for me. One, the whole LGBTQ Air Force thing. It's not that the Hispanic community in America is naturally Republican. Traditionally, they're not. They're Democrat. Um, They don't get down with that at all. The second you start having some tranny teacher tell a kindergarten that he should cut Pedro's penis off, that's a big, big problem for Latino families. Very male-driven culture, macho-driven culture, they're not okay with that stuff at all. And they're not okay to an extreme. Abortion, another big thing. Heavily, heavily Catholic. I think every Latino friend I know is, is Catholic. Very heavy, heavily Catholic. The abortion thing matters to them. And then there's one other thing about it. There's another part of it. No one wants to talk about this. I'm the only one who will talk about this stuff. I don't care. The Latino community and the black community. Uh, in white guilt America... 
They just take every minority community and lump them all together. Look at all the oppressed peoples. Uh, Historically, not just in America, in every country in the world, that's not how that works. Various minority communities, no matter which country you're in, you could have a white minority community, but the minority communities in any given nation will most of the time fight with each other a lot. There is historically a gargantuan amount of tension between the Latino communities in this country and the black community. Now, I'm not getting involved in that. I don't care. It's not, none, of that's, none of that's what I'm talking about here. But what I'm saying is the Democratic Party has become the Black Lives Matter Party. Everything, everything is Black Lives Matter. Black, 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 black. That's fine to an extent if that's what the kind of party you want to be. But you have to understand in white guilt liberal land of the Joe Biden land, when they're appealing to Black Lives Matter, of course, of course, the Latinos are going to be happy with that, too. We're fighting for you. It doesn't feel that way to the Latino community, and they don't appreciate it at all. They feel cast aside and forgotten. And one final thing, they don't like illegal immigration. I know every open borders loser on the left and the right somehow thinks that, oh, the Mexicans love illegal immigration. Let's just give your your fourth cousin citizenship. Uh, The people who came here and had to grind for citizenship really take offense when you start handing it out like candy. All right? Bobby in Boston, what's the worst you ever screwed up at work? Well, when I was about 17 years old, right out of high school, I had a job as a bank teller. And uh, so it was back in the day when it had like, they looked like these little clickers, like garage door openers. You push the button, a little light would go ping, and the person would walk up to your window and you'd do the business. Mm-hmm. Well, right behind the teller line was where the supervisor sat. And they had their own little clickers, but theirs were blue. So I picked it up and I started pushing it, seeing which light it would turn on. Oh. And it wouldn't turn any on, oh. so I went down, you know, did the next one, and then the dirt supervisors. Mm-hmm. And then the lights went on. About five minutes later, half of the Police department showed up. They're silent alarms. (laughs) That sucks. Matt, in Johnson City, Tennessee. Great town. Go. Uh, Thanks, Jesse. Oh, man. So, construction worker. Been doing it for 12 years. Yes, sir. Uh, Back when I was still pretty green, um, just a little side note, I used to drive a manual transmission car at the time, or truck. And uh, we were working on a deck around a pool on the backside of this big hill, and we were redoing the pavers around this deck. So we had a big load of pavers on the back of my dad's brand-new Toyota Tundra truck. It was only about two or three weeks old, brand-new. I don't know why he likes to use brand-new cars for a work truck. That's my dad. Mm-hmm. Whatever. So he puts me in the driver's seat, and, you know, he's like, well, hold the brake in, you know, while we're unloading all these all these." uh all the all the uh, pavers, and uh, he says, well, you need to pull up just a little bit so we can let the tailgate all the way down. I'm used to driving a stick shift, and oh. I'm on a, a pretty good incline for this driveway right in front of the uh, corner of the garage that's attached to this house. So I'm still in reverse. Didn't really realize that at the time. <laughs> and I let off the brake and floored it. Oh. And as I floored it, I took out the entire corner. Oh. <laughs> house in the garage his tailgate on his brand new whatever year it was tundra 
was uh, bent, uh, bent in the shape of a V, and uh, he had a few choice words for me, since this is a family show, <laughs> oh. <laughs> I should say. <laughs> but, yeah, needless to say, I almost killed about three people and dumped out about, I don't know, 220 pieces of papers oh. out on the driveway. Not to I was going to say, you're lucky to kill garage. someone. Oh, that is brutal. <laughs> Donald in New Hampshire, go. Jesse. 1979, field artilleryman, Beer, Germany. I'm the gunner. Me and my chief are the only ones in the in the in the in the track. Mm-hmm. Fire mission comes over to calm. I stand up. I hit the loader, do the quadrant, do the deflection. He puts in the powder. Bam! We fire it. Nothing happens. Apparently, there was no round on those loader tracks when I hit the loader. But unfortunately, my chief had to take the, the heat for it, but. I never did make E6 after that. <laughs> let me explain Let me explain that a little because some people may get lost on that. This is similar to what we did in mortars. I was a mortarman. I was an infantry mortarman. And you would do these exercises. You would do these trainings where you would have to go out and you'd shoot your mortars. Well, if something goes wrong on the firing line, you would line up in a line. You're always in a line. right? So no one's ahead of anyone else. It's, that's an important safety part of it. But if something happens in a firing line, like say say I drop a mortar down the tube and it doesn't go off, it's not generally just a, oh, oh, well, let's get it fixed. There's a bunch of people on this firing line, a million different moving parts. They have to shut down everything until the problem gets fixed. If they shut down everything and find out you didn't even load around in the tube, oh my gosh, you're going to be in trouble. All right, we're going to do a rapid fire on these when I get back. Before we get to that, speaking of veterans, let's talk about something that we need to focus on right now. When times get a little bit tougher, it is natural. It's totally natural. It's human to try to pull in, right? But hey, I got to watch out for me and mine. I think now's the time more than ever you and me, I especially, because I'm the most selfish human being alive. We have to we have to focus on giving back to other people. When I tell you about Tunnel to Towers, you already know what they do. They take care of Gold Star families. They pay off their mortgages. They're building an entire community for Gold Star widows in Florida. They're giving back to our catastrophically injured veterans, getting them smart homes. All they ask from you and me is $11 a month. 11 bucks. Go to T the number two t.org and give 11 bucks a month. That's all they asked. Surely we can do that in these times, right? T2T.org. Again, that's T, the number two t.org. Missed out? Catch up. JesseKellyShow.com. the jesse kelly show and again we're one more segment left and then it's and then it's off to the to the sunset with us here tomorrow though is an ask dr jesse friday for you new listeners ask me anything the entire friday show is whatever you email in right now questions does not to be political they can be Whatever you ask, jesse at jessekellyshow.com, jesse at jessekellyshow.com. This guy says, Dr. Crayon Eater. It's not very nice. 
I believe I have narrowed down the midlife crisis car you have purchased. I'm leaning towards either a Maserati Gran Turismo or because you are, in your own words, white trash, a Dodge Challenger. You can admit if I am correct or you can keep denying it, but eventually you will let it slip out. <laughs> Love the show, brother. Keep on keeping on. Says I can say his name. His name is Dakota. Okay. A Maserati? I think people do not understand. It wasn't that kind of a midlife crisis car. Good grief, people. I'm not made of money over here. <laughs> I'm not buying a Maserati ever. One, it's Italian. Be serious. Two, that costs way too much money. Gosh. All right. Quickly, motor through these. What's the worst you ever screwed up at work? Joaquin in Pennsylvania, go. Yeah, I see. You always come to me at the wrong time. But anyway, I had many. And I have a couple that involve bulldozers. I, my, me and my wife, for 40 years, Diane, we had four children. She was a stay-at-home mom. I worked through jobs. My second full-time job was at a demolition company. I was hired as a roll-off driver. So the one day my boss, I, I had a knack for the machines. I wound up doing everything there. But my boss says to me, uh, can you deliver this bulldozer to a job location? I said, yeah, no problem. And I knew how they worked, but I never actually ran one, and it was on a trailer. So I get out there, and he should have realized there'd be a problem. I call him. I say, hey, Todd, I can't find the ignition switch. It's not a cat bulldozer. It's underneath the seat. So I unchain the thing. I get on there. I fire that bad boy up, right? And uh, I start backing off the trail, and I've taken many wheeled machines off the trail before, so no issue. So I get back in the... We lost Joaquin. All that buildup, all that buildup, and we didn't even get the release at the end. <laughs> That is, oh, that's terrible. Garrett in Fallbrook, California, go. Garrett, I didn't click on the number. That's not your fault, Garrett. Garrett, <laughs> go ahead in Fallbrook. All right, so I've been in trade for quite a few years, back before they even had the cell phones and, and everyone was carrying one. That's when they used the Nextel two-way radio. So we're building this water reservoir up north a little bit and i'm down on the bottom working and my uh, superintendent calls me up and says garrett your wife's on the phone i think she was pregnant at the time so i go hauling buns up there and i go what's up papa tono talk to my wife get all things squared away unbeknownst to me he didn't hang the phone up oh. and i are sitting there leaning on the hood talking about guy things and he says yeah things getting older i just went in for my proctological exam you know i says tony the only person that's going to stick something like that up my keister is a good-looking blonde. Well, my wife happened to be brunette. Oh. She says, do you want to have a good-looking? I'm going to stick something up there. Oh. Sweat, but got a week on the couch or out back with the dog oh. for a night. It's your choice. Oh, that sucks. Johnny and Jersey, go. Yes, so I've been dealing with coal and oil since I was a little kid. I was recently expelled from high school and needed a job, and I ended up getting a job driving tanker trucks for a company that bought out my family's company. I put in a good year of making numbers and doing record numbers of deliveries in gallons, and it was February, freezing out. I go to the tank, and the first thing you need to do is you need to take a stick, you put some paste on the stick, you stick it inside the tank, you check for water levels, to make sure you're not too much water in the tank and it's not going to, you know, run through the boiler. So I did that. Water was okay. This ticket said it's a thousand gallon tank. So I pulled the stick out. I pulled the hose over. I put the whistler, which is a pipe that runs down the fill tube that whistles while it's filling. And I crank on the 
clutch, I put the gears on, I turned the nozzle on, and I let it start filling. And my calculations on the paper on the 1,000-gallon tank, it was going to take about 670 gallons to fill. It ended up being a 550. I didn't hear the whistle stop. Ten minutes later, I come out, there's like 10, 20 gallons of fuel oil all over the yard and the road. I had to call my work. They had to call and get the special unit out. The EPA guys had to come out. Oh, that hurts. Bill in Colorado, go. All right. So I'm a uh, young private in the Army out at Fort Bragg. I get put on my first detail. It's called Commandant's Detail. It's a fancy way of saying that you're going to mow lawns up at the headquarters Uh for the base for the next month. Uh We did such a good job, we got to do it for a second month. Mm. And so second month in, boredom sets in. Um, We had this utility cart, a gator, John Deere. We jump in it, me and this other private, and we find some field that we just think's middle of nowhere. No one will notice. Start doing some donuts, cigarettes, tearing up some grass. And, um, you know, no big deal. We go back and, you know, uh, next morning, uh, it turns out that Lieutenant General Lloyd Austin, yeah, the Secretary of Defense now, he walks through that field every day on his way to work. Mm. And he was pissed. Um, we spent that entire day doing push-ups. Uh, we didn't cut any grass that day. <laughs> and from then on, no more privates were allowed to drive the utility gate. Oh, I'm sorry. That sucks. <laughs> oh, that is good stuff. Final one of the day. Ben in Spokane, what's the worst you ever screwed up from work? Well, when I was 23, I took a job framing houses back in Idaho. And, uh, we just finished up kind of a larger project. We finished three houses on a cul-de-sac. And so we're cleaning up all the lots and we're making a big pile of trash. And, you know, it wasn't uncommon for us to have a little burn pile. Uh, but after three houses, the pile was a little bit bigger uh, than normal. So we get that pile lit, uh, starting to burn stuff off. And we're noticing, man, that is a hot fire. Um, and then we start looking at one of the houses that's not too far away from this burn pit. And all the vinyl siding is just dripping off of the back. And so we are running with hoses. we got garden hoses on it, and we call the fire department. Luckily, they weren't too far away, and they came and put the pile out. Uh, But after that, yet no more burn piles. We just had dump trucks and loaded everything in that. (laughs) That was awesome. All right. Tomorrow's an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday Put a smile on your face. It's official. And my book? Buenas tardes. The weekend's already here. And we are going to Buenas Tardes our way through the entire weekend. I give you my word. It is Buenas Tardes time on Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. Get your questions emailed into jesse at jessekellyshow.com. That's all. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets 
and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.